pickle soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome, welcome to Oracle Soup Podcast, and I'm Katrina Wynn, broadcasting from the beautiful Pacific Coast, and I'm able to reach across the country to my gal pal Gina out there on the East Coast. How's you know, it going? you all you, you used to have to just go midway. Now you gotta go all the way. I got all the way. All the way. <laughs> So, yes, I am here, and we are together in this space that we hold to bring you some uh, really uh, savory uh, conversations Mm -hmm. uh, here on the uh, Oracle Soup from the Oracle Soup Kitchen, uh, where we discuss all things intuitive arts, right? Right. And uh, it's just, you know, we we've been doing this and it's just so much fun because we get to meet all kinds of really cool people. It's amazing the people we get to meet. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, some of you know that Gina and I were just in London at the UK Tarot Conference, which is the 2019 Year of the Tower. And there are some dynamic speakers and I was so thrilled to have Gina sitting next to me. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have video of you doing something really, really interesting. So, uh, oh, well, honey, I ain't going to talk about we'll the see. one about you in the back of the taxi, but you, you know, know we're, one, we're, you know, we'll have hidden. to see when that, you that know, I'm not going out in public. We have to, you know, I, I, you know, you can't take video and photos of me without non-disclosure although our dear friend mary greer has some fantastic pictures of me i think she's oh yeah my official photographer yes gorgeous gorgeous really beautiful yes so we have a really special person that katrina's going to talk about now another beautiful spirit you know it was so cool uh, even though you know we're not british and there were some other wonderful guests there who are not British. And I'm not British. What? I mean, maybe back there in my bloodline somewhere, <laughs> I got a maybe a little English. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe you know, a little English. Somebody got in there somewhere. Maybe. I, I yeah. Well, that's a, another whole other thing because we talked about uh, DNA testing and the, the <laughs> you know of my son and the the the, the interesting the mixture, results. The yes. mixture. Yeah, everybody's everything. Everybody. And we are so, so honored to have Janet Pedalato with us. And I hope I pronounced that correctly, Janet. (laughs) Janet is delightful. And what I really resonated with her about is the fact that we both very, very closely work with dream, dream work, dream skills in our tarot work. And then, of course, she just came out with this really cool deck called the Mystical Dream Tarot. And it was a big hit at the conference. Yeah, she um, actually came to us by way of... um, 
John and Kathleen Matthews who said, you've got to talk to this woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I had not met her before and said, okay, well, she's creating all this buzz. Uh, so yeah, of course she's got to be on Oracle soup. So we, we would love to have her and was thoroughly surprised. Um, and, uh, we connected so, so very well. She's just one of these people that you don't know. You've never heard, you probably, you know, if you've heard of her, that's great. But she's, she's one of those people. I, I kind of like consider myself one of those people, you know, 500 people know me, but the really, really important people of those 500 know you. And so, because you have something really, really important to say and share. And I did not realize this woman had a background in psychotherapy. And so uh, that was really interesting. And she just has one of these brilliant, brilliant minds. So she talked very a lot deep. about dream one. So yeah, we got into deep. that. I love that. I love that. And I was so happy that we could bring her in. And so we want to share this with you, our listeners, this amazing conversation about tarot and dreams. And I know maybe we've talked about some of this before, but we're going to take a completely different angle in this kitchen table conversation. So just pull up a chair and come join us. Hi, guys. This is Gina Thies here, and we are getting another episode together of Kitchen Table Conversations. I am here with Katrina Wynn, and we have a special meal going on. Oh, and it's not even just a meal. We're going straight for the dessert, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> baking. Who doesn't love baking? Oh, See? no, no. It's French. Oh. French pastries. You, you don't call that baking. Uh-uh. French pastries are a oh, delicate God. art. Yes, yes. And we have our friend with us, Janet Petrelago. Beautiful Italian name. And yet she does French pastries. <laughs> yes. So we just discovered that she's a wonderful, uh, she's, she's wonderful at this baking. And, you know, I, I always say, like, I love to cook, but baking, uh, I don't know. Because I think when you get involved in baking, any sort of baking pastries, anything like that, it just takes, you got to get it right. You can mess that up really easy. What do well, you think, if you want to get it right, you need grandma in the kitchen. Ooh. And grandma might have passed away already. So the way that I bake is I call all the relatives to be present, those who are living in the eternity. And they come to the kitchen, and honestly, they help me to bake. I do have a degree from the French Culinary Institute, but it's Grandma who really teaches me. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Well, folks, we have a very interesting episode here because who doesn't dream? And how do you connect dreams and what you do in terms of your oracular art? Now, we're going to talk about dreams and tarot. Um, and possibly some other things because you know how our conversations go. But I know that uh, tarot leads to dreaming and dreaming can lead to tarot. I have kept a dream journal consistently probably since 2005. And in those dreams, they have been extremely prophetic. Uh, extremely to the point where I don't know. And what I've been taught, and Janet may be able to speak to this, the way you keep a dream journal is when you wake up, you just grab the book and you start writing. You don't try to interpret. You don't try to do anything. You just write down what you've seen, what you remember as much as you can. And that's the best way. Don't even look at it. Just do it. Just write it. And so I use that approach. And then going back, 
in kind of recalling, and I have a I have a very intense story um, from my dream experiences. Um, I had a dream that a nephew of mine, he was DJing a party, that's what he did, and there was a shooting. And in the shooting, um, something hit him in the neck, and it just said, they couldn't stop the bleeding. And that's what I wrote. Didn't think about it, went on, you know, kept moving. Years later, I'm talking probably 10 years later, my mother's with me. I get a, she, she goes from, from my, I'm from New Orleans. She goes back and um, she tells me he's in a hospital. I'm like, for what? She's like, I don't know. They can't stop the bleeding. Immediately, that dream popped into mine. Well, he wasn't shot, but there were some complications and they couldn't stop the bleeding. So that dream had it in there. And I, from that dream, I knew what was going to happen. So that was very impactful for me. Um, in terms of dreams. So I am very interested in doing, um, I've used uh, tarot for dream interpretation. Um, I'm a very big Jungian fan in terms of dream interpretation. So uh, Janet has done a wonderful, wonderful deck. And tell us the name of that deck. Okay, the name of the deck is the Mystical Dream Tarot. And I am a psychotherapist, um, basically Jungian. And I work with dreams. I studied with Stan Krippner. And what I do with this dream tarot, all of the images have come from my own dreams over a period of 10 years. I wake in the morning and I not only write in my dream journal, but I draw the pictures and I paint them. And so the pictures fell into an order of a tarot deck. So it was from dreams that we came to the tarot, but then we went to a much larger, higher, more important space. And that was the space of the unconscious. My dream images awaken within each individual a meaning, a memory, something that happened that gives them meaning for their day. So I suggest that they take the tarot card, anyone at random, put it by the side of the bed and incubate a dream. What is it you want to dream of? Who do you want to visit you in the dream? Mm -hmm. What is it you, what, what question do you have? In the morning, wake, and you tell me you didn't remember your dream. I tell you, write what you would have liked the dream to be. Wow. And then look at that card. And we have something called perception. If you look at the card and let's say you see an onion on the card, well, you say, um, hmm, the onion looks lovely and it's got a shiny outside, but it has many layers inside. And if your question was about some new job that you were looking, perhaps someone new for a relationship, what you were seeing on the outside might not be what was on the inside because of the many layers. So you didn't actually have to have the dream, but your story that rises from your unconscious in the morning is actually going to give you exactly what you need, and that card helps to awaken something. You're looking at it, and that's basically called amnesis. You look at one thing, it makes you think of another. We also call it apperception. Ah, this is fascinating. And then for me, you know, the idea, the dreaming, I think in terms of our different brave wavelengths. And there's something about the tarot, which is a beautiful bridge and helps us access those other levels of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who studies tarot is actually learning another language. It it's a language. shared it language. A language. It is a language. And the same Absolutely. thing with the dreaming. The dreaming is another language. It's a language between the conscious and the unconscious mind. And by understanding and studying those symbols is very much the way I approach tarot. Because it, I work, I'm also take sort of a Jungian approach. We 
meaning Carl Jung when we say that, to working with the dreaming in the cards and bringing those sensations to life. And when I say sensations, I mean actual body feelings, movements. So it's not just the story or the pictures, but it's the full body experience. And a trow is very much like just stepping through the threshold of a dream. Once you understand the language, right, it's like learning in any language. You have to learn the phonetics. You have to learn how to pronounce something. You have to learn the ABCDs. And then you learn, you move into words. Tarot is that way. Would you say, Janet? And I, I, it's like, and then once you have words, you can form a sentence. Once you know the sentence, the grammar, you can form a story. And so that's exactly what learning tarot um, is about. I think to incorporate dreams, um, I don't think there's, a, there's, there's maybe, there's very few uh, in terms of book publications on tarot and dreaming. Um, very few. Very few. And so, but everybody dreams and everybody, I do dream interpretation, which is very interesting. That's a service that I offer. And uh, people want to know what their dreams mean. They don't necessarily understand them. And I always take the approach is that, you know, you don't have time in your waking conscious life to figure out your stuff, especially if you're busy, you know, you have families, jobs. And, and, and so when you're asleep at night or when you're at rest, I call it, you know, you're, you're processing that information. The mind has a wonderful way, uh, to, to give you the information that you need. So is that how That's you... That's very Freudian yeah, of you, dear. Well, <laughs> well, there <laughs> you go. Repressions from your day. <laughs> and it's not to say that there isn't some truth to that, but it's definitely a Freudian well, it, perspective. But, <laughs> but, but when you think about, oh, I saw this movie. And now I'm dreaming, and so, you know, I, I, I saw a movie, and in this movie there was a situation of, you know, you saw Star Trek, and there was a phaser. Well, you don't use a phaser gun in everyday life, but what is that really? So how does that get into your dream? Because it's an image that got imprinted, and then the dream realm says, you know, maybe we can draw from this common image to try to communicate something that is related to the essence of that particular, I don't know, phaser, those are communicators, weapons, I don't know what they were. Well, but. <laughs> yes, and then, so when you look at phasers and weapons and guns and... And even Freud, the word Freud phaser. would say that that gun is probably... Phallic, okay. Phallic, <laughs> right? Everything relates to, yeah, you probably need to get laid more. That's probably how it's all summed up for a 40, and I don't all know. All right. Now, we know what you're dreaming about, girlfriend. <laughs> I use that as an example. Well, I do dream therapy, mm-hmm. and um, there isn't any one way to interpret a dream. There are many ways, and when I work with someone, I will say how the dream might mean something to me. It's the way I look at it but it will mean something different for them. So I'll never force my belief system on them. I love that. Um, I will merely say to them, if this were my dream, which is dear Stanley Krippner's way of saying, don't ever buy someone else's dream as though it's yours. And I will interpret some of the symbols and bring in some of the myths. If it resonates, they may love it. Um, If not, we work to get their dream dictionary and I get them started on doing that. So they I begin to interpret the, and I that's that's that. what the mystical one dream tarot is. One of the things you you emphasize is the myth, and is we myth. all have our personal myths. Absolutely. We all have an understanding. These 
these myths come from somewhere. Yes. And so I always look at understanding myths in terms of, I look at iconology, I look at, always look at your myths because mm-hmm. that's how we were, uh, these, we are fed these stories. Which are power myth thieves. All the time. They, they steal our power of being able to do something. It's the child who says, I can't. Oh my goodness. I can't. And okay. it's the adult who also says that like a blockade. Oh, it's a myth. That's a whole other. That's a whole other talk show. And you know my brain when I do that and I sigh, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, now I'm on something else, and I need to know more about that, because I think that power and how we think as adults and children sometimes we haven't uh, separated. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a difficult issue because when people hold that, because I as a psychotherapist see it, does not mean that my verbal explanation to them will be something they'll resonate with. It may take them years to actually come to it. As I've learned, and one of the things I talk about and teach a lot is if you're going to do and use the cards as a tool to help people, Mm -hmm. because everybody's like, oh, my readings are therapeutic and I don't do this. And I'm like, well, you know, you have to have some basics of understanding how to counsel people, Mm -hmm. how to advise, right? Just the basics. And I, I think working with where people are I call it, I'm going to meet you where you are. I don't believe in changing your question because no. that that's adding more stuff. Let me meet you where you are. And if you need to know this, I'm not going to impress because when you're changing up stuff, that's about you and not the person that you're trying to help. Right? No, absolutely. And I think one of the things therapists can forget is that a person that's come to you is not always ready to hear what you know. So Thank you, you need for to open the say door that one more slowly. time. Oh my yes. gosh, because I think we want to jump to I know and I'm going to teach you. And so people there there's some of the belief. I don't want people coming to me every other day or every three weeks or reading. I'm going and I'm like, no, if you're helping a person in crisis, they don't know. They don't have the tools. They have to see for themselves. And I think that's where a tarot deck, not read by a tarot reader, but by a person who looks at the card themselves and allows themselves to feel. First perceive it, what is it? And then have the apperception. What is the myth, what is the memory? And where does that bring you? Does that help you in a situation you have now? A dream is the same way. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's it's very important. The myth brings the dream, the dream goes back to the myth. It's circular. And in many ways, this is the distinction between maybe stereotypical fortune-telling use of tarot cards and more of a tarot counseling approach because counselors know that people need to find their own answers Mm -hmm. and they're not there to be fed the answer even though yes I'm going to call it the ego or the protective personality feels unsafe and it wants to feel more secure by having the at least illusion of answers but honestly we feel much better when we're empowered to find those answers ourselves I always say I don't want to give you the fish I want to give you the fishing rod oh I love Um, that that's right. Self-generated answers, um, there's, there has to be a buy-in is how I approach it. And if a person doesn't have the buy-in, they're listening to you. They're trying to put the Band-Aid on, so to speak, to get back to, to their sense of normalcy. But they're going to come right back and start from square one again each and every time. So you have to let it, if they don't have the tools, you got to help them develop the tools and then take it from there. Absolutely. 
Well, this has been a wonderful, wonderful session. We're always excited to have some fresh ideas and Katrina and I have so many things in common. And when we find other people like yourself, Janet, we're like, oh, drooling, like, oh yes, talk to us about this. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Get a peek at the mystical dream tarot. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. Be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.